Hey there, it's Mike Tramp, and you're listening to White Lion Fever, where rock and roll is still alive like it always has been and it always will be. Um, okay, now this is really confusing, but um, this is the third part of the interview, but the first part of this program you're listening to. So welcome to White Line Fever, and I'm, I'm here with Bonafide, and the question I was going to ask before they played their next song was about, we used to say, well, bands had a number of albums to prove themselves and fine-tune their art, and then we said they don't anymore because the record industry got um, desperate and bands had one. But it's interesting watching you guys and also Electric Mary that now we're back to you can ha- have more than one album to and your your set list is drawn from three albums electric mary is the same um, because you make the records yourself and it's low budget so in many ways it's back to the way it was isn't it in that regard yeah absolutely and is that good i mean can you imagine like having one album make or break which is the way bands for a lot of bands for 15 years have had to deal with that haven't they Um, i'm not sure it works that way if you don't have the major budget and you're like uh, one of the pop stars you know Mm -hmm. you have to you have to play live and it's hard effort and just going around mm. playing live shows to, to build an audience that's the only way you can do it now sorry there's no major budget anymore mm-hmm. it's not no. how hard is it in the road I mean I was talking to fellows from um, uh, American band Stone Rider yep I'm being wound up um, fellows from Stone Rider said they're on Facebook every day trying to find somewhere to sleep I mean it's not that bad for you guys is it or is it what, were they touring with Europe exactly yes very good band we liked it a lot we went to see European League yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good friends of ours. Martin, he's wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. Did you pay for it? Uh, just no, we joke. got it. We got it. We got it from them actually. We got one T-shirt each. I was gonna give them a T-shirt from us, but I forgot it. I'm a drummer, so sorry, Joey. But is it is it that tough, or is it it's still pretty fun, or is it trying every day? Is it? You know? No, we kind of uh, enjoy speaking to our fans and uh, friends on Facebook, and it's great to hear. You know, it, it's a new forum when you play a show and you get a lot of new ads and people enjoying the show saying they did and you know of course it's fun to hear it yeah well anyway I'd love to keep talking about we're being wound up by the PR people thanks so much for talking to us I hope we do see you in Australia there's no reason to be scared I'm, I'm sure everyone will love you and um uh, one more song uh, Black Dog by Zeppelin Watch a honey drip, I can't keep away. 
This is Michael Starr. This is Lexi Fox. And you're listening to White Lion Fever.
this is Michael from Bonafide, and you're listening to White Line Fever. Okay, we're back with uh, Bobby from Molly Hatchet. Bobby, um, I noticed during the show, the Stars and Stripes makes an appearance during a solo. It sure that... did. What's wrong with that, huh? <laughs> nothing, well, nothing. Hey, come on. I spit it out. Come on. Now, what's the background to that? You've been, been doing that for years. We, we don't get to see you as often as maybe your fans in the States do. Well, listen, I mean, a lot of times we bring the Confederate flag out, you know? I mean, the U.S. flag. I mean, it's all, uh, you know, it's, it's Southern, it's, it's American, it's our heritage, you know? Mm. And... Um, you know, we play Dixie, you know, along mm. with that, you know, but I think it's very important, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're American citizens, you know, mm. and, and, you know, we've got a pretty good military, you know, that gets out there and they, 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 they protect our freedoms, you know, mm. and we like to give, you know, um, we like to give back to them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times we do songs for, um, you know, the POWs, you know, and the and missing in action, you know, and, mm. and all the families that, you know, have been by, you know, the military and, um, you know, they have gone through a lot of struggles, you know, mm. and, you know, we definitely like to recognize that because we wouldn't have the freedoms in the United States um, if it wasn't for our military. Mm. I've read interviews with uh, Lynn Skinner regarding um, the Confederate flag and the, the fact that people have different views on, on its use, don't they? I mean, some people interpret it as being racist, don't they? I mean, like, um, do you, do you, is that an issue when you tour, you know, elsewhere outside the South? Or I mean, you didn't use the Confederate flag tonight, for instance. Like, well, how, do, how do you sort of deal with that issue? Well, it's, um, you know, it's a very um, interesting issue, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we've had, you know, uh, you know, different events that we play where they ask us not to bring the Confederate flag out, you know, and we, we like to honor that, you know, but I mean, we still stand behind our heritage, you know, I'm from Mm -hmm. the South, you know, that's the stars and bars, you know, Mm. um, you know, I, I don't look at it as being racist Mm. at all. I look at it as heritage, not Mm. hate, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there are a lot of Southerners that died in the civil war, Mm -hmm. you know, and why should we forget about them? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's part of our demographic where we're at. Mm-hmm. It's 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 heritage. It's not hate. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, we don't mean anything bad by it if we bring the Confederate flag out. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's 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 just part of you know what we're all about. And we bring the American flag out. You know, and that's that's heritage. You mm-hmm. know, so you know, I mean, people can make a big deal out of you know, not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You know. It doesn't need to be that big a deal, yeah. you know. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's heritage. Yeah. Now, Blackfoot were on the um, bill tonight, and you guys appear to be quite close, and they've had, they've had some lineup changes uh, lately. Um, what, what is the history, and, and how tight are the two bands? Oh, my goodness. You know, Molly Hatchet and Blackfoot go back many, many, many decades, you know, and um, I remember touring with them... Um, we did the the, uh, the the strikes tour, you know, Blackfoot Strikes. Ricky Medlock was, in, you, know, you know, just an amazing, amazing um, entertainer, an amazing songwriter, singer, and guitarist. I mean, he was like, man, just awesome, and still is, you know. Um, we've known each other for a long time, you know. We're like brother bands, you know what I'm saying? It's like we do a lot of shows across the across the United States and in other countries, you know, like like you know up here in the UK. So, yeah, you know, we get along great, and it's, uh, we have a good time, you know, touring with each other. So, Okay, one more song. Well, I have to say Rainbow Bridge. You okay. know, that has got a deep meaning for me. That song was written for um, 
the memory of my wife who passed away almost 10 years ago. Um, that track was actually recorded um, in Germany, and she heard the music of that track before she passed away. And ironically, that was her favorite song. Hmm. There was no words to any of the songs at that point in time. It was only the music. But she just loved that track, you know. And when she passed away, you know, I think it was only the right thing to do, but to, to put that into her, to, uh, for her honor and memory, you know.
with uh, Rusty from Electric Mary and you are on White Line Fever.
program and uh, Electric Mary from Melbourne have uh, played the rock and roll Ashes today and I think uh, I think they had a victory uh, yeah. when it, it played at rock and roll hell and uh, I was down the front at the start I went to the loo and I couldn't get closer than 30 deep so uh, that's a good sign I'm here with Rusty uh, you must be happy I'm very happy man. I'm very sad that Ricky Ponting's going though <laughs> during the Ashes but yeah, it was an amazing day and, and the, the crowd was really up for it so mm. it made it a lot easier when we uh, we went on stage and uh, I thought we brought our A game today. Pretty happy. Very Sydney Swans like we were today. <laughs> now, um, a member of your band, Sharon Remain Nameless, actually told me that um, uh, Europe, the members of Europe describe you as the last hope of classic rock. Is that true? Uh, not the members of Europe. A, la- a, d- a girl in Spain said you're the great, the last great hope of classic rock and I said, gee, that's a big call. Surely there's someone else. Hey. Someone in Europe. <laughs> someone in Europe but not the band, the continent. No, 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 no. Not, not the band Europe. It was a, a girl in Spain actually. Right. And tell us just a little bit about the trip. I remember you telling me some stories the other night vaguely um, which were entertaining stories. Can you repeat any of them? Well, I can. Probably the priest story didn't go down too well. I hope my mother doesn't listen to this one, but I did get a priest on stage, and I didn't know he was a priest at the time, and I did try and turn him into a rock and roll guy, and I did, like, imaginary cupping of his kahunas, which wasn't great. It just wasn't great. How, what was his reaction? Um... He was okay, apparently. Like, I made a bit of a thing of it on Facebook because I felt a bit weird because he really was a priest. And um, his friend said he loved it, don't even worry about it because he goes to death metal shows and blood metal and thrash metal. He's just a rock animal. (laughs) What city was this in? Good question. It was in Spain. Uh, I don't remember it was a pretty good gig though it was a really good gig actually yeah let me get back to you okay no no and, and just uh, I mean what do you think you've got out of this is this your most successful trip here you haven't been to the U- you've been to Europe before but not the UK yeah. so wh- what do you think will come out of this well uh, we're hoping to um get back to Hellfest again which will be the base of us um for 2013 June July and um maybe some festivals here in uh, England which which would be great but even if we can't do that where we'll just get in the van again and drive around because it's it's you know being Australian we drive that's what we do mm-hmm. and some of the Spanish people say oh you drive six hours today and you play the show I was like yeah it doesn't matter some people drive six hours to get to work and back you know um it's been really good actually uh, look the spanish was a little bit hard we did 10 shows in 11 days and it got a bit rusty on the old voice but um apart from that everything's been really good really good actually yeah. so the aim is uh, is is no deeper than just yeah, maximising the exposure that people have to your music. Is that it, or is there a, a grand well, strategy? Well, the strategy really is to do festivals. I mean, you can you can do small 300s or 200s or 300s and do 10 of them, or you can do one 25,000. Hmm. <laughs> it's better to do the one or two or three or four 25,000s and see, you know, where we can take it. But, you know, it's hard for a band like us because we're self-funded and we're self-managed and 
you know, until Santa Claus puts a few extra zeros in my bank balance, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, and then, but is that that's cool though, is it, or or do you is there, do you actually want evidence of some progress at some point, or you just want to just keep going until you can't go anymore? <laughs> well, there is evidence of progress. Mm. Obviously, you know, last year we did three shows in Spain. They're in a whole heap of economic trouble right now, and this year we did 10, and we did great numbers. We doubled in one, but we sold out three different places in Spain, and some guy, uh, our agent who was looking after us, said that some people were pulling 15 people, Mm. and we were pulling 250s on a Tuesday night Mm. in a... Priestville. <laughs> I forget where that was. I wish I did know, actually. Okay, I think you might be the first, for the podcast aspect of this, the first repeat guest we've ever had. Um, you said some David Gallup's gone now. You happy happy about that? <laughs> uh, probably joined the AFL. <laughs> yeah, I was on the David Gallup thing then, wasn't I? Yeah. Well, the Storm won this year, of course. The Swans won, of course. Um, and had a pretty, pretty happy year of... Um, football and rugby and and Australia seems to be doing well in the cricket again. Yep, and you won the Rock and Roll Ashes tonight, as I said. <laughs> so, um, one, one song, Rusty, we won't pest you for three segments, just one will do, uh, but uh, give us a song. Any any song, it could be one of yours or someone else's, or one song. Alright. And you'll know it, and you'll play it. No, you won't. Alright. Electric Boys, Lips and Hips. I have that. It's been, yeah. No, I have that, and I saw them last week in uh, in Sheffield, mm-hmm. and I bought the new album, and I have the first two. And the connection with Electric Boys, I noticed their drummer lent yours some sticks tonight. Does, it, does the connection go any deeper than that? Yes, it does actually. And and, and I, the word electric. And I told him today because this is actually true. When I came back from America in 2003 with the name Electric Mary. Mm. Someone said, oh, there's too many electric bands already. I said, oh, no, I like it. I remember this band back in the 80s, Electric Boys. I really used to like that song. She's all lips and hips. And, uh, we, of course, we had the electric hippies who I loved yeah, yeah, yeah. and loved. And I said, no. Steve Balby. Yeah, yeah, Balby. And um, I said, no, no, we're keeping it. It's going to be Electric Mary. And, yeah, yeah. So I told him today. So in, in, uh, in a very, very small way, the Electric Boys actually are attached to Electric Mary, no doubt, 100%. We'll play Lips and Hips. I'll give you a tip. If you ever get to see them live, Captain of My Soul is a highlight. It goes for about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's absolutely outstanding. But anyway, thanks for joining us, Rusty. Thank you, mate. I'll see ya. Now dig this.
Oh. I got a white line fever. Going around and land down under. Going to turn around the corner way down yonder. <laughs> and I'm not even going to try to rhyme anymore. Michael Monroe here for White Line Fever and dig Michael Monroe Sensory Overdrive, the album, the band. You get a chance, come and check us out live. We're going to rock your socks off and whatever, rock like fuck. That's what I say, okay? <laughs> come on down and rock on.